Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankst, and today is July 20th, 2020, which means I'm on day 219 in a row of 365 promised episodes that brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. New movie review, folks. A Josh Hartnett film called Inherit the Viper. And it is horrendous. I'm telling you. I was bored out of my mind. It took me three separate tries to watch this movie. And there was one circumstance in the movie itself that was actually somewhat exciting. Absolutely all of the rest of it was horrible. And it flew by because I had no idea what was happening. And it was just not interesting enough for me to pay attention. And I literally Facebooked and Instagram the entire time I watched this movie because it was lame. Yeah. I'm usually not that guy. I'm able to watch almost anything. I'll watch it. If it's terrible, the terrible side of it makes me want to watch it to see how bad it becomes. But this movie, it was just so mediocre. It was like nothing about it appealed to me whatsoever. So if you're thinking, I'm going to watch this movie, Inherit the Viper, instead, hopefully you'll inherit a different option to watch Because this movie was terrible. Nothing against Josh Hartnett. Obviously, he did a fantastic job in the film. Everyone else is unrecognizable. There's literally not another actor I've ever seen in anything, I'm pretty sure. Inherit the Viper. I give it a 2.5 out of 10. Because it was over as quick as it began. And there was literally only one teeny part of it. That was even somewhat exciting. Sorry, Hartnett. I've seen you in some other stuff I liked, including Lucky Number Slevin, but I did not like Inherit the Viper 2.5 out of 10. Another new movie review, folks. This one is a positive review. The Last Full Measure. A fantastic Vietnam War veteran flick involving Ed Harris, Samuel L. Jackson, and a handful of other actors and actresses that anyone would recognize immediately. This film had it all, and I was thoroughly impressed. It absolutely almost brought a tear to my eye, and I must say, it's a true story about a man nicknamed Pitts who was a pararescue soldier in the Vietnam War and decided to stay on the ground when they, when this troop that was on the ground that was just getting slaughtered left and right had lost their medic and he knew it was up to him to help save lives and to help get these people out of the ambush area they were in and he did just that, saving up to 60 people before he perished in the jungle and he was given the Medal of Honor eventually after 30, year, 30 plus years of fighting to get him what he deserved being done by his old friends and colleagues and ex-soldiers who stood up for him and what he had done, and he finally got what he deserved at the end of this flick, the Medal of Honor, which I gotta say, this movie just is one of those movies that makes you so proud 
to know anybody or to have parents who are a part of that great generation of hard workers who put their lives on the line for our freedoms. And that is something that you don't get a lot anymore in movies. I felt proud and I loved this movie. And I thought, even though it seemed almost a little bit like a made-for-TV movie, it still touched me in a specific way that gives me the opportunity to rate this movie a 7 out of 10. No, 7.5. I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10, the last full measure. Check it out if you like old war movies. And this one's more of a modern twist on it. It will seriously bring a tear to your eye. It's a definite tearjerker. And it's well worth watching. The Triple W, well worth watching. 7.5 out of 10, the last full measure. Check it out. Well, folks, now KFC has teamed up with a bioprinting manufacturing company out of Russia to 3D print fake meat. Now, I I am just in shock that this is where we are headed for food. We have decided to go completely and absolutely unnatural now and simply 3D print our food from a man-made machine. I mean, what in God's name is going on here, people? I mean, this isn't like... Back to the Future 2, where they put the mini pizza in the oven, and it becomes a really big pizza instantly, and then everybody eats. Well, that's not what we're looking at, and that's what I expected the future of food to be. But instead of this, we're going to 3D print fake chicken or whatever you... I don't even know what it's supposed to be. Maybe it's supposed to be real meat for KFC. So the next time you go to a fast food restaurant and think, man... This doesn't taste very natural. Well, that's because it could have been a 3D printed piece of food. I mean, if if we're just 3D printing food now, why don't we all just get a 3D printer in our home and anytime you want anything up tonight, I'd like some filet mignon with a uh, some broccolini and garlic mash on the side. I think I'll 3D print all that. I mean, well, no, this is gross and weird. This is so beyond unnatural and not what was meant for any person to consume. I mean, if you're disgusted that people eat actual meat from an animal, but this doesn't bother you, then I don't know what's going on in your crazy little brain. I'm sorry, but KFC 3D printed meat, I'm not on board with it. Kanye Worst is back at it again, folks. Apparently, he did not fully drop out of the presidential race and is campaigning to get on the ballot in multiple places, including South Carolina, where he gave a speech. This speech was ridiculous. He went on to say in this speech that he almost aborted his own daughter and that he doesn't think... Plan B should be a thing, and instead we should go with plan A. And then later clarified that he does think abortion is okay. And then later also said marijuana should be free. 
People should just get free weed everywhere. You just go around and just get free weed. And if you have a baby, you should receive a million dollars. This guy is such an incompetent moron. He's making a laughing stock of the presidential race in the United States. This is embarrassing. He needs to stop before he just makes such a fool out of himself that no one will want to associate with him. Already his friends and family are embarrassed for him and about him. He is an idiot, all right? That's all there is to it. An idiot, yes, who made a lot of money. I don't know how. Some idiots do make money. And he'll forever be more rich than I could possibly fathom. I'll never, ever, ever collect even probably a year's worth of his pay in my lifetime. And yet, here you have a borderline retarded individual trying to run for the President of the United States and saying things that are so stupid. It just sounds like a little kid is up there giving a speech. I mean, this guy is so incompetent, it makes no sense to even allow him to go past the idea of running for presidency. This is just a joke. We're a laughing stock to the rest of the world. Thanks a lot, Kanye Worst, for being such a moron. Now, yesterday was... Uh, National Ice Cream Day, and everybody enjoyed a scoop. Not everybody, but some people like ice cream. I personally do. But there's something I hate out there that's supposed to be ice cream, and to me it's just not. And it's also terrible, and that is Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots are whack, all right? They're not ice cream. They've got a weird texture. You don't get much when you order Dippin' Dots, and it tastes like frozen crunch berries or something. They're just terrible. It's like if your ice cream got freezer burnt to the maximum, and all the flavor was lost, and instead you're left with this chewy, weird, chalky, like if you combined Necco wafer candy and freezer burnt ice cream. And for some reason, kids love Dippin' Dots. They're about them. They want them more than regular ice cream, which for adults is cool because it's actually a little less sloppy for them to eat Dippin' Dots than it is when they eat regular ice cream. Regular ice cream, you know, it melts, it drips everywhere, it smears all over their face. The Dippin' Dots, they can scoop with a spoon. For the most part, they stay as Dots as long as you eat them fast enough, which kids always do. So for me, Dippin' Dots is out of the question. I'm not ever going to eat them, but kids love them, and I guess they must exist. What type of ice cream do you like? I personally hate Dippin' Dots, but I love Tillamook ice cream. I've said it before, Tillamook's the best. Their vanilla bean is to die for. Their Marionberry pie ice cream. Oh my gosh. That is the best thing on the planet. If you can find that, you will be in heaven. The UAE, folks. The United Arab Emirates. Not just a place where the UFC has their fight island, but also 
a place that has sent their first rocket into space on its mission to Mars. Yes, they're sending a probe to Mars that will actually travel around Mars in its atmosphere, collecting data about the climate of that planet in, on a yearly basis. Now, it won't make it there till 2021, with a series of random short bursts correcting its course each time until it makes its way all the way to the red planet. This is a historical moment for that country, as they have never been known as a leader in any sort of space race, and now they've just secured their spot in a position known to be a, a country that is capable of sending interplanetary space travel into existence, and this is an impressive feat for them, I must say. Now, this is meant to inspire the young people of the UAE to really get into this sort of a lifestyle and a career so that perhaps one day they could be up there in the top five as far as leaders in interplanetary space travel and possibly send someone to the moon. This is everyone's end game and end goal is to once again get a human being onto the moon's surface and let's be certain this time that it truly happened. There's a lot of doubters out there who really don't think we did it in the 60s. Well, I do think we did it in the 60s, and I do think we are long overdue to do it again. And perhaps now is the time for countries to pool their resources or maybe having them you know, in this sort of space race battle against each other will make them, will encourage them to get it off the ground faster, metaphorically and physically speaking. And this will allow us to truly engage ourselves in the goal of getting somebody on the moon finally once again in my lifetime. I'm excited about this. I hope that it truly does happen. I will be just floored if I can physically see on the TV footage of somebody walking across the moon someday. And they think by 2045, we'll have people on Mars. I don't think that's logical to think that way. Having not seen anybody in my lifetime ever make it to the moon, which is much closer, Mars out of the question. But I'm also one of those people that I'm not volunteering to get in any type of rocket. Don't send me anywhere. I'll have a heart attack before I even get off the ground. So you need to find some people that are a little more physically capable than me and mentally stable to get up there because I'm telling you, about halfway or less, I would be having a panic attack and just start flipping out and just everyone would hate me. So whoever does end up there in the great unknown... I hope they have the ability to just handle that pressure. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast we've all been waiting for, and that is Real Stories, brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Hankst, and Barbecusion, a dying company on the brink of bankruptcy. I'm kidding. That's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And hopefully it's back up and running soon, folks. I have been waiting long enough. Now today I'm going to tell you the real story about when I was sentenced. No, my 
wife, but then girlfriend, was sentenced to not seeing me anymore as a part of her probation. And how long did we last, you ask? Well, we did attempt to make this a real thing. Now, I was I was convinced by the, the stupidity of the courts trying to convince me literally that they were going to give her polygraph tests to see if she had seen me, which they clearly did not ever do that. And that went out of my mind, like, real quick. But at the beginning, I was worried that when she and I got in trouble when we were young, she was sentenced to not seeing me because I was said to be a bad influence on her, which I was. And I I went and moved back in with my parents because at the time I had lived with Ashley and I just, you know, it was much more fun for me to live with my girlfriend, of course. But I moved back in with my parents and I just got depressed. I missed her so much. I just, it was, it was only about a week went by that my friend who we all know from all the stories I've told, Fat Ryan, came over to my house and he brought Oxy. Now, I had never done this. I'd almost never even heard of it at the time. I just knew it was something bad that people were doing. And I didn't know anything else about it. Just that it was a painkiller or something. And at the time, I was on probation, so I wasn't allowed to smoke weed. Because weed stays in your system. It clings to your fat cells. It can be in there up to 45 days. Whereas all other bad drugs, of course, are water-soluble... And they go out of your system within 72 hours maximum. So I knew I wasn't getting a urine analysis test for at least a week or two. And I still couldn't smoke weed. I was like, I was on the edge, you know. I, I couldn't get alcohol because I'm underage. So that's out of the out the door. And I just couldn't find anything to get my mind off of the fact that I wasn't allowed to see my own girlfriend who I loved so much. And he came by with Oxycontin. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm throwing caution to the wind. I'm depressed. I can't take this anymore. Give me whatever you got, Fat Ryan. So he pulls out this stuff. You know, it's like a pill. He scrapes off all the the top layer of it or whatever. And then he smashed it all up and he tells me to snort some of it. I'm like, you know what? I'm on the I'm on the edge of life right here. I'll do anything to get messed up. So I tried this stuff. I did I did some of his Oxycontin. It's hard to even admit this, but I did it this one and only time. And I hated it. It was terrible. It did nothing to me. I mean, it did something, but it didn't do... It didn't stop me from being depressed. Not at all. And it made me sick, which was gross. And it did make me never want to do that again, which is good. Because, you know... He went down a bad path after doing oxys for years. He switched to H. Then he switched to meth. Now he's really methed out skinny Ryan. But besides the point, I needed to see Ashley. I had to do it. There was no other choice. Talking to her on the phone wasn't enough. We missed each other. We had to bend the rules to see if we could get away with this because I knew... Now, in the back of my mind, I just knew they weren't going to spend the state's resources, have her get polygraph tested to find out if she was hanging out with me, a super low-level marijuana dealer. Whoopity-doo, right? 
They don't have time, money, effort, any of that for this. So, of course, I knew this was bogus, and I decided to meet her outside of my house where I would jump into her car and we would drive around the corner and just sit and talk about what is going to happen with our future. So I jumped into her car. We pull over to this park and she's crying and she's so sad and I'm sad too. And I just, I don't know what to say to her. And I'm also embarrassed and shocked that I had just tried Oxy and I didn't disclose that information to her. Hey, to this day, I don't even know if she knows about that, but it doesn't really matter because it was, I don't know, 16 years ago or something crazy. Seven, no, maybe 15 years ago. So I was in a state of just sadness and depression. And I, you know, we just made the decision, screw this. We've seen each other right now. That's once. That already makes you fail the polygraph regardless. So we might as well just start seeing each other again. And within another week, I 100% lived back with her again. She never got polygraph tested for if she was hanging out with me or not. I don't even think her probation officer even asked her about that ever. And the craziest part about this whole thing is I was sentenced to, what was it, 200 hours or something of community service. And so was Ash. And I went to check into the community service thing where I knew I had to go on separate days than her because I wasn't allowed to see her. And when I went to check in, they told me I wasn't on the list of people who needed to do community service. So I did a little bit more research. I want to make sure I didn't skip out on this or they just made a mistake. I wasn't going to miss out on any any of the things I had to do for my probation because I knew I was going to get off right away with good behavior. No probation violation. I was the man. So I did the research, I asked my PO, I figured out somehow, some way, during the course of them doing paperwork, because Washington County is so incompetent and pathetic, they didn't sign me up for the 200 hours of community service that they did deem I needed to do in court. Like they actually charged me, and a part of all of it was that I would do this community service. They said it was like not in the system, I didn't have to do it, And yet Ash still did, which I felt very bad about. She had to go, like, take dead deer carcasses out of ditches and just do some truly messed up stuff that a girl should never have to do, all while rolling around with convicts, most of which were Hispanic. So good times for her, I'm sure. I I deeply apologize for that one, because for the most part, it was my fault that she even got in trouble. But to this day, we're married and I love her. And I couldn't live without her, and I just learned my lesson that day that A, Oxy is disgusting, and B, you know, they're not always telling the truth about the requirements of your probation. So sometimes figure it out because, you know, you can kind of bend the rules. It's just the way it is. Thank you very much for listening to the Peter Gabbett Podcast today, folks. It means the world to me to have listeners just like you, each and every one of you. I care about deeply, and I hope... You hear me out on each and every episode, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Now, sometimes some girl power songs come out, and you know I'm not about them. I'm just not, but it makes sense. I'm a man. But sometimes a parody of those girl power songs comes out, and this spoof on the scrub song called No Pigeons is and will forever be hilarious to me. 
And I just got to play it for your enjoyment one time, in case you've never heard it. Here is Sporty Thieves with No Pigeons. Nada franchise. Nada shot caller. Yeah, Sporty Thieves. Sporty Thieves. Uh-huh. Nada. A pigeon is a girl who be walking by. My ramped up blue, brand new sparkling five. Her feet hurt, so you know she wanna ride. But she frontin' like she can't say hi. What? Uh-oh. Y'all chicks ain't getting out of. Your pussy ain't worth the Ramada. Uh-oh. Anyway, your friend looks hotter. Uh-oh. Game is something we got a lot of. Uh-oh. Cause I don't want no pigeon. Them be them girls who get no dumps from me. Playing the bar dumb broke with a best friend's go. Trying to holler at me. I don't want no pigeon. Them be them girls who get no dust from me. Playing the bar dumb broke with a best friend's go. Trying to holler at me. In front of the club, I see this girl like your love. Thought she said thug, but she called me a scrub. Scrub? What? She wants to tuck me a joke. Broke pigeon head freak. You lucky I spoke. This ain't my Benz this my man's, yeah. But this ain't my car, like that ain't your hair. Uh-oh. Pigeon, take them fake jewels off. Uh-oh. Pigeon, take your friend's shoes off. Uh-oh. Pigeon, go hell with that crazy shit. Y'all make me sick. Go home and fucking babysit. My big dogs gon' love this. Can Kirk, bitch, get it brushed and scrub this. Right. Uh-oh. Y'all chicks ain't getting out of. Your pussy ain't worth the Ramada. Uh-oh. Anyway, your friend looks hotter. Cousin, these birds is ill, cousin, cause they call me scrub like we can't even build, cousin. Trick Ronalds, you ain't worth the McDonald's. Throw you on the street team, make you ship finals. And yo, flex, shorty try to flash me wrong. Has she gonna wear sandals with nasty cons? That be wrong. I wonder how you get hearts and dirty Victoria drawers with the skid marks. Uh, your flat ass gets enough laughs. Take it to the salon, pluck your mustache. So next time you shotgun and that whole bitchin' hitting you a scrub, yeah. call that bitch yeah. a pigeon. Hey yo, I got two nuts, bitch, choose a ball. You only walk pigeons whole cause your shoes is small. You don't shop, you just cruise the mall. No dough with lead press-ons, frontin' with your girlfriend dress on. You birds wanna take over? Get some cash in a Jenny Jones makeover. Broke bitches, I hate pigeons. Dirty brave pigeons, Medicaid pigeons, Section 8 pigeons got me fed. Birds, I tell these birds, shut up. And how my left ear be double a whole get up. Go ahead with your lame ass. Blow a night, throw a rip dollar at her. Tell her, put that on your train you pass. got more than one baby father. Oh, yes, girl, we was talking to you. If you strip all week to go clubbing. Oh, yes, girl, we was talking to you. Buy a dress to front and take it back to the store. Oh, yes, girl, we was talking to you. Wanna smoke with me with no money? Oh, no, I don't want no money.